Welcome to the Human Source, the IRS Interviews podcast. I'm Julian Musson, Senior Product Director here at IRS Software Group. And today, we're delighted to welcome our guest speaker, Kinsey Lee, Associate Director of HR Analytics at EY, talking about all things artificial intelligence in human resources. But first, Kinsey, can you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, nice to see you, Julian. I'm Kinsey, and my background is in HR analytics and HR consulting. Currently working with EY, I'm really passionate about the future of um, AI and the current status of AI within the world of HR. There are a lot of potentials, but we also need to be careful. Absolutely. No, thank you. Well, jumping into our conversation then, generative AI has taken the business world by storm recently, and we're seeing great innovation in HR tech and talent acquisition recruitment. Um, In fact, at Iris, we've got a number of exciting products in the pipeline, including a feature within our network software where we're writing job descriptions, which help speed up the process of posting vacancies online. Kinsey, how do you think the rise of AI tools can help the recruitment process, for example, matching suitable candidates to employees? AI can completely revolutionize our current recruitment process. And when we think about it, um, we can think about it from the perspective of demand and supply, right? And um, if we talk about demand, a lot of software vendors are now focusing on developing skill-based talent intelligence software, which allows automatic matching of skills and potential candidates. And if we talk about it from a supply perspective, some organizations have talent communities. I'm not sure if you have seen the LinkedIn functionality of um, automatically suggest candidate to the employer as well. That's another example of um, how we are already using AI in that field. How accurate those recommendation and ranking is, I wouldn't comment on it, but that's from a supply side, how it has, it has been transforming the recruitment process. Um, some statistics, according to SHRM, 88% of companies globally are now already using AI in some ways for HR. And according to Zipia, 65% of recruiters use AI in the recruitment process specifically. And 67% says it has actually improved the hiring process. Um, so it, that's very good for um, the world of a recruitment, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. They're fascinating. And you alluded to this at the start of the session. Are there any areas of concerning in using AI uh, to manage or speed up the recruitment process? Because after all, it is a very human exercise, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And right now is where the most, we're going to make the most pitfalls. Inappropriate utilization of AI can cause a lot of unintended consequences. So according to a research by Total Jobs, 66% of UK workers are worrying about AI's inability to fairly assess candidates' wider soft skills, right? And um, if we think about it, If we use AI to blindly replace a human's role where there's a lot of layers of thinking and decision that's involved, um, then it can be quite dangerous as the algorithm has not taken into account of everyone's needs. So an example will be neurodiverse candidate. How can we adjust um, our AI to make sure that it accommodates everyone's needs, right? And there might not already be enough data for us to be able to train those AI models to to adjust for that as well. So that's something that we really need to um, look out for. And uh, earlier on, you mentioned, um, Julian, that Iris is actually looking at 
automating the job description utilizing um, AI. And that's one of the areas of opportunities that we can really um, adopt because in, in the concept of job description, it's quite manual. It doesn't have many layers of decision um, overlay um, on top of the job description. So it's, it's purely uh, efficiency exercise. So picking the right tasks for AI to ta tackle is critical. And one resource I find um, particularly helpful is Microsoft's uh, Responsible AI Principles, where um, the in inclusivity as well as transparency are both listed as important factors to consider when developing AI-based solutions. Fantastic. Yeah, so lots of opportunity, but some caution as well. Thank you. Now, many tech and HR experts are predicting that AI will revolutionize the way we use employee data. With all your knowledge around analytics, is, is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, AI will revolution the way we use employee data. And I think it revolutionized um, in the way that um, it, it enables us to to be able to use employee data to achieve more. When you think about it, even right now, HR analytics, finance analytics, as well as operations analytics are pretty siloed. I think what AI will be able to bring is the better connection or the reduction of silos between these business lines and being able to connect employee data with tangible business outcomes to be able to predict business outcome utilizing employee information. So I think... This is quite um, quite a revolutionary thing that um, AI will be able to do. And um, only recently, we have started seeing the implementation of enterprise-scale HR systems, right? Comparing with finance as well as uh, operations who had like enterprise-scale system for a long time. So from a HR perspective, we really need to think about how can we catch up and um, being able to have those data dictionary, data governance ready to catch up to the other fields of um, analytics. I could not agree more. Absolutely. And for AI to do its work on employee data, what do businesses need to put in place? What data needs to be fed in and how? So I think for AI to do its magic work, um, we need to first think about what does the business want to achieve? Because too often we see business fitting in strategy in based on solutions. And I think in this case, if we are in a perfect position to think about what are the business strategies AI can help achieve rather than trying to fit, um, fit business strategy into AI, right? So I think to answer your question around for AI to do do its work on employee data, what do business need to put in place? First of all, it's a really robust strategy, right? You need to understand where does the business want to achieve in X amount of years? What's the future state look like? What's the current state look like? And then figuring out what are the gaps. And then based on those gaps, we can then work on solution. The solutions may not be AI driven completely. AI might just be a part of the equation. So I think the point here is not to get overly excited. Business strategy is still the core. Absolutely. No, it all makes sense. I'm just thinking, though, that not all HR departments have the time or the scope to be tech innovators. And I just wondered, what advice would you give to a small HR team that's keen to start using, say, generative AI? So when we look at it, 
KGI teams comes in different shapes and size, and sometimes a small organizations actually have an edge comparing with larger enterprise because they can move things、um, at speed and scale much faster. You can have someone that's really clever that is across AI or learn AI in their、um, in their free time, who are able to also understand HR systems and processes, who's able to put in a new process that's driven by AI within a matter of a few days. Where in larger organizations, it's a lot more difficult. Because there are a lot more layers of complexity, and there are a lot of consultations that we have to go through to make something happen. So I suppose、um, smaller organizations and larger organizations all have pros and cons, isn't that? Absolutely, because I, I guess fundamentally,、uh, some of the potential is in AI automating some of the repetitive or administrative tasks. Is is that the case for HR? Do you think? I think as a starting point, yes. Without、um, without understanding more about、uh, the maturity of the organization and how solid is their data foundation, if an organization has a really solid data foundation, has a really strong、um, data dictionary around、um, all the metrics and all the data being collected consistently, and that would determine that. The organization is at a better maturity level to be able to be more AI ready. So what I've seen is a lot of organizations started to offer AI readiness assessment to help organizations assess、um, where are they in terms of、um, being AI ready. So I think that's something that if you're interested in AI, you can take a look into to see、um, can you do an assessment to determine where are you on the journey and what more do you need to do to get yourself. AI ready. Totally, yeah. I mean, moving moving into some more kind of, I guess, strategic areas, there do seem to be great hopes that AI can open up more opportunities to enhance areas like employee well being, employee engagement. Have you got any kind of practical examples of where you've seen those? Yeah. So. I think to summarize it, where the biggest opportunity is, from my perspective, in in AI or AI has installed for organizations, is the personalization of employee experience. When you think about it,、um, even right now or traditionally, it's very difficult for HR professionals to be able to provide tailored well-being advice, as a lot of that is not measurable, right? And such as employee behavior, unless you really take those、um, really big breath. Brothery、um, measures to monitor, right? Which we don't really want to get into due to privacy and、uh, privacy concerns. So, when you think about it, as our digital footprint now grows and grows, there's actually a natural change management that's happening. So, all the generative AI、um, talks that you're hearing right now,、um, unconsciously, it's actually helping. To change manage us, just like when COVID first happened, right?、Um, how did we all switch to、uh, working on teams, or how do we all switch to remote working in such a short period of time? You need those pinch points, or you need those tipping points for you to kind of get change manage and adapt to a technology. So I suppose as AI becoming more and more prominent, people might becoming more and more open in terms of sharing their. Information. So, one recent example. I don't know, Julian, if you have tried the Teams Speaker Coach. I've heard of it. I need to try it.、Uh, I tried it for the first time yesterday, and to be honest, I feel bittersweet after after looking at the report. It was able to identify all the filler words that I use, such as you know. 
such as basically. So it gives me a list of all the filler words I use. It gives me tailored advice on whether I should be faster or slower in terms of my speech. And it gives me an idea of how inclusive my speech is, right? So technologies like this really will enable a lot more personalized advice. Imagine if you have the same coach except for well-being based on your meetings, based on the, the daily emails that you sent? What if it can analyze the sentiment of your emails, of your wording, and give you a nudge that, that says, oh, you're being a bit too blunt right now. Maybe consider softening your tone. And um, these are the opportunities that's available with, um, with AI at the personal level, right? It's really going to become a lot more personalized. And I think this good and bad that can both come from from the personalization. Absolutely. No, I can imagine that in some ways we would want the human touch when it comes to a coach uh, and the trust that comes with that. But equally, if the AI can be so personalized and it can be so specific to the things that need to be improved, then that's also fantastically important. And kind of talking in that area, I guess the whole domain of learning and development is another part of AI can help us. Yeah, absolutely. I think learning, um, traditionally, if we if we think about learning, there are a few key components of learning, right? So we have for your um, learning consulting, which is to determine the training needs, and then you move on to the training design component, and then you move on to the training facilitation. I think where it's going to change the game the most for learning and development is the training design, as well as the training facilitation part, because the consulting part, you still need a human to be able to understand the training needs, perhaps, perhaps with a coach that will be able to provide prompt but um but the training design and training delivery will completely be transformed and in the training design component when we think about it it would be a lot of the technical training that's typically designed and developed by technical trainers would be replaced by all the existing information that's out there on the web and um, that will create both opportunities and costs isn't that so in terms of opportunities it enables those technical trainers with um more information that they they can maybe move on to more specialized roles or into more advisory roles right and the cost there is that people need to continuously evolve with the technology that's becoming available so they're not out of date with all these new tech that's coming out fascinating i mean i think uh, a lot of people are linking ai to how jobs are going to change and the different types of skills that we will need in the workplace. So I can imagine that uh, AI can also play a role in helping make recommendations on what development is needed for a person to kind of follow their career aspirations. So there's clearly so much potential. Just stepping back a little bit, do you see the role of HR fundamentally changing because of AI? Yes, I do. Um, but that's a very personal opinion, right? I see the role of HR transform completely. And, and to be honest, I actually do see all the supporting or enabling functions role transform completely. And um, maybe perhaps what AI will enable us to do, perhaps along with a few other technologies that are also coming out, is blurring those functional siloed lines and that requires 
the reimagination of the traditional um, enabling function operating model. So when we think about it right now, when things are grouped in very distinct groups like finance, operations, HR, in future, you might have more agile teams that you have one finance professional, one ops professional, one HR professional, all together solving a problem, right? And um, at the moment, it's not possible because the speciality of the skill set is very, very different. But with the help of AI moving forward, as AI starting to know more uh, about us than us, I dare to challenge that these lines will be blurred and one day cross-functional teams will become um, the norm. So I guess beginning to wrap up a little bit, do you think then someone who's working in HR would begin to expect that the tools we're delivering to help HR professionals as vendors to have AI capabilities built into them? Yeah, personally, um, I would I would say they will definitely welcome the change. However, um, I think something that we also need to take into account is um, obviously the Amara effect, which is we underestimate the long-term impact of technology and we overestimate the short-term impact of technology. We've seen that with Metaverse last year, right? With the Metaverse blew up and then this year with Gen AI, it's all natural change management curve, but um, I do expect there might be a dip sometime that's coming soon as much as AI is revolutionizing um, our day-to-day work. So I would say we need to hope for the best, but at the same time, be cautious and not move too fast as well, because when we move too fast, a lot of the critical factors are being ignored. So sometimes it's better to, for us to have no AI rather than wrong AI, isn't it? So I think this, it's definitely good for us to have the expectation that AI might become part of the norm, but it's also need to be carefully planned and tested. Again, Microsoft responsible AI's um, principle will be a good guiding post in terms of what are the rules that we need to follow to check if AI is responsible or not. Absolutely. No, I think that's great counsel with all of the opportunity and all of the things to watch out for. That kind of balanced approach sounds absolutely correct to me. Um, And yeah, really appreciate all of the kind of pragmatic insights that, that you've given. So much food for thought. Thank you, Julian. We hope you found this session insightful and helpful. There are many other podcasts in the Human Source series from Iris, so please subscribe. For now, it's goodbye from me, Julian Musson, and I'd like to finish by once again thanking our amazing guest speaker, Kinsey Lee. Thank you so much, Julian. Take care.